0: Does the promise of war excite you?
1: You cannot bend the knee to the High Towers. They stole your birthright.
0: If you could take the Iron Throne without putting Otto Hightower's head on a spike, would you? Are you not angry? Why well, I should declare war because I'm angry. No,
2: because it's your duty as Queen
0: to crush rebellion. You know my oath reaches beyond our personal ambitions. A Song of Ice and Fire.
2: War against the darkness in the north, the conqueror's dream. But Sarah shared it with me when he named to me
0: her.
3: My brother was a slave to his omens and portents. Anything to make his feckless reign appear to have purpose. <laughs> Dreams didn't make us kings, dragons did.
0: I never told you. Did you...
2: in Rhode Island. Welcome to the House of the Dragon with Marion Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the House of the Dragon on HBO. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about fire and blood. Everybody, welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My
4: name is Blake, and boy, do I love me some bookends. Mm. Give me all the bookends. And there's a big one in this episode. Very big one. Mm -hmm. So, very excited about that. Mary, your thoughts, man. I mean, let's just get them off straight off right at at the top here. I mean, I know we got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about and do, but... Yeah, fan. We actually have not talked about the finale yet with each other at all. We watched it and then we just went to bed. (laughs) So I think because there was
2: a lot to digest. That was a doozy.
4: Genuinely interested here.
2: That's my word. Doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy.
4: Good doozy or bad doozy. Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not expect that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> well, that's I, I'm that. coming. I'm coming with fighting words, friends. <laughs> I am coming for you. Well, of course, you want to let everybody know that this being the finale episode of the House of the Dragon, you might be like, what? What? I like hanging out with you, Mary and Blake. And if you don't know our other podcasts, now's a great time to do that. You can actually search your social media handles. Facebook, Instagram are the ones that we're the most social on. Just search Mary and Blake. You can also head on over to maryandblake.com to see all that we do. And we want to recommend that you come on over to the dark side, uh, <laughs> to our Facebook group. Just head head on over, search Mary and Blake. We would love to have you there. We are going to be podcasting again about the Potterverse. So if you are a Harry Potter fan and haven't yet listened to those episodes, you can catch on up. But just know that our schedule is now freeing up with House of the Dragon and Rings of Power now having their finale episodes. So Harry Potter stuff will be back. And we're also delving back into The Crown, which is coming in November. So if you're a fan of that show, you do need to be a member at jointhenerdclan.com to get access to that. We do most of our shows free of charge for the general public. But that is a show that we do have just special for our patrons. And this is also the season that you want to become a patron because we send holiday mail and gifts for various levels. So head on over to jointhenerdclan.com friends who are already members there thank you thank you thank you thank you for making this all possible and on that note let's get into the show Plot recap. This is the finale. Princess Renera comes on over to Dragonstone, tells everybody, P.S. Viserys is dead, Aegon's now king. Um uh, Renera has a stillborn uh birth. Um everybody is getting upset. Corliss comes back, says, I'm on your team. Lots of people come back, say, I'm on your team. Renera gets a crown, and then her boys go out to go, you know, say who's on our team, and in the process, little Luke gets eaten by Aegon's dragon. Ooh. So, that sucks. <laughs> that's your little recap. Yeah, that
4: that is, that's tough, man. That's Not great, Bob!
2: No, not great. Oh. Blake, tell me some of these episode details. Sure,
4: the title was The Black Queen, which is an apropos title because it it celebrates the fact that Princess Renera has become the queen. And it also kind of runs hand in hand with the previous episode's title, which was the Green Council. So like it, we can all interpret it to being, um, a partner, partnered episodes, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one half and the other half uh, telling the same story at the same time, just different perspectives, which I think is both very good and kind of bad. In a sense, and that's one of the things that I want to talk about uh, when we get to that. Uh, But yeah, The the Black Queen, that is the title of the episode. The director was Greg Yatanis. Now, you should know that name because uh, Greg Yatanis has directed The Rogue Prince and Mm -hmm. second of his name. And the writer was Ryan J. Condal, You should definitely know that name because he is the showrunner and will be the sole showrunner for season two. Once that comes along, he has technically, I mean, technically he has, you know, creative say over every episode, Mm -hmm. right? That go that, that crosses his desk. He's the one that's responsible for, uh, not only for the writing, but for all the decisions. I know
2: who to blame. Okay. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) Yet, yet. He gets specific writing credits for episodes like The Heirs of the Dragon, The Rogue Prince, and a uh, second of his name. Marvin? Yeah. I'm ready to hear it. I'm All ready right. to hear the flames. How Here many flames are you giving this one?
2: Four, and that is... Uh, That's low. That is gracious. gracious. Ooh. Because I really, you know, I really wanted it to be a 3.9.
0: Yeah, I am. Right, right,
2: Changed in my Google Doc that like none of you really see. <laughs> 3.9. At least she
4: made it official.
2: Yep. It's officially 3.9. How about you, Blake?
4: Wow. Yep. This is.
2: You can thank Ryan. Continue. Blake. I don't think
4: I don't think I've ever the only time I've ever seen you give below a four. Oh. I think that was that episode of This Is Us mm. with the guy that was trying to uh was trying to like get with Kate yep. at camp. Yep. That's the only time I've ever. I Because this is just as
2: classless. Continue. Oof, What's your flame okay, rating? Okay.
4: All right. I'm giving this one a 475.
2: Awesome. Good for you.
4: <laughs> Good for you. Because you don't have a
2: uterus. That, oh, yeah. We're going to jump no, no, in. No, no,
4: no. That's fair. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I am just, I'm. Because had
2: certain. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 4.75.
4: Okay, fine. So uh, I am going to say it's a 4.75 only because- Which
2: I think is actually low for a finale for you.
4: Uh, No, I did not give- Okay. I, I think I gave Outlander season six finale around this level. Okay. Uh, and actually, uh, I'm giving it the same rating- Probably because of the same reasons mm. that I gave that for Outlander season Interesting. six. So, uh well, we'll again, we'll... We'll talk about that. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that. Oh, so
2: my goodness. All gracious. right,
4: you're GBG. Your, what do you got for your good right. and, like, your wicked bad, dude? My wicked bad. And, and you're great oh if there is one. <laughs> Louise. There, no,
2: there is. Okay. So, my good is I'm so happy Corliss came back and he's not dead. Okay. I think that he... um is a really calming presence. And I actually think that this is where Lenore. Got a lot of his good relationship building. There's a lot of bad relationships in the Game of Thrones universe in general. Lots a lot of, of bad,
4: toxic masculinity. Loads
2: of bad <laughs> marriages, bad relationships, threats. And, you know, we've talked in the past about how much we admired Renera and Leonor's mm-hmm. relationship with each other, the sure. honesty, the um, seeing each other as equals. And I think a large part of that was thanks to Corlys and Reynus's marriage and Leonor getting to see what that was like. Because even. His sister seemed to have good communication and understandings. Was it the most romantic relationship with Damon? No. But was it like clear communication? And I think that's a lot because of Corliss and Reynas. That's fair. And so when he comes back and he has a six year long, I'm sorry, he needs to do. I loved his choice. That of course he wants to be with Renara. Yeah. I think that a lot of this is also it's about it's about damn time, as <laughs> Liza would say, that a woman be on the throne because mm-hmm. his wife couldn't be. Um, and I just thought I I loved how Aranis's you know you effed up kind of conversation because I I would not be sopping his little brow. Sitting there when he's given her flack, oh, I've had people flogged for sleeping, you know, mm. on the job. No, man, I have not been sleeping on this job for six years. But just the way that they're able to have this conversation when she obviously has a lot of pent up frustration and resentment for him leaving her mm-hmm. after they just lost both their kids. Um, but you can really see that they um, admire each other and they balance each other out and when they do go to the table and they start to have these plans and she's like yep giddy up my husband's taking the seas I'm taking the skies love it that is my good okay marriage goals. Ready for this bad? The wicked <clears throat> bad. The wicked bad. The pregnancy loss was just way too much for me. Sure. There should have been trigger warnings on this episode. Heck, all of the episodes dealing with, uh, you know, issues with birth. And I don't understand why this show has to have so many issues with birth. And to that, I want to say it's Ryan Condal, probably. Oh, uh, look, another person with a dick. Greg Nate whatever. Yadier. And you know what? You know what two episodes he did? Male-focused ones, Greg. Okay? Mm. You probably shouldn't have done this one you probably shouldn't have had a writer who was male. Remember how we talked about how the female view of of sexual exp- exploration, uh, that was by a female director?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, you can definitely tell that a man did this one. I'd be interested to know if either of these guys actually have a baby, have been able to go through miscarriage and birth. Maybe, and maybe it was so traumatizing that that's why they decided to do this, or maybe not. Um, but I feel like Game of Thrones has been like, oh, man, you know, people don't like us having rape as a threat all the time. Like, that's just like, people don't like that, that everyone was raped or they were threatened they were going to be raped. So this time, let's do things that are scary about childbirth. Mm -hmm. Like, who needs rape? Who needs blood? And yes, in episode one, we hear that this is your battlefield as a woman. But there were trigger warnings for other bloody things and there should have been one for this one. I think that there are a lot of people who are pregnant who probably couldn't watch this show. Myself, um, you know, I had two miscarriages and this was like just so It was too much. You can show a stillbirth. You can go through pregnancy loss. You can do all of these things, but I think that the way that they handled this did not help the episode, did not help the storyline. We get it. Like, you could have done this in a different way. She could have still had a stillbirth, and I think that it could have been filmed and given enough time that it was handled differently, but when I ended this episode, that is not what was important to me. It was Luke being eaten, which Mm. was important to me. It was okay, she's no longer pregnant, so we don't have to worry about that, like, essentially messing up as she goes to war because she's not going to be pregnant on Dragonback. Like, it wasn't important to me. Yes, did her mother have uh, die and have, you know, a stillborn child on the first episode? Is this a bookend? Guess what, Ryan? Wrong bookend. Um, I just think that not only is this a problem, but this aired in October. In October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. So F you, Ryan, for making all people who have had traumatizing miscarriages and stillborn births or are currently pregnant or that this might have been difficult for just F you. F you for your insensitivity and not having a trigger warning, particularly in this time. And F you for your usage of, oh, no, birth is scary and hard. F you gets people with uteruses on your team.
4: Well, I, I, think, I think he has uh, a lot of women Not enough. on his team. Not enough A lot who have of whom have, have written and directed many of these episodes. So Not to say way. that he doesn't have that, I think is a little unfair. However, Mary, uh, while I, I can see an argument to be made that, well, do, if we put a trigger warning for this, then, we, okay, what's the slippery slope? Then we're going to put a trigger warning for everything. How
2: many trigger warnings did we have in Game of Thrones? Plenty. I don't know. I don't think we did. You you get it for rape. You get it for rape. Well. And you get it for like scary bloodshed
4: scenes. Oh wait, time out, time out. So are you saying like are you saying like like a rating system? Or are you saying, okay, this episode is going to depict traumatic Both. But okay.
2: definitely this episode is going to depict traumatic things. That should have been put.
4: Um okay, well again.
2: If they continue to use birth as their shock factor, mm -hmm. they're going to lose a lot of the population. I just think that this is their easy button, and they're showing it in a way that I don't think helped the show.
4: Well, all right. So let me let me take a step back on this real quick. I mean, I I know we're in your discussion. Yeah, we're in your Gbg. So, And,
2: and I'm fine to leave this in the Gbg because I think that it has that little impact in the storyline of the show that this particular stillbirth is so unimportant going forward that I don't even think it deserves room in our analysis. So if we just want to do it now, I'm here for All right, it.
4: Let's just do it now. Let's just do it now off, off the top because we're already here. So we might as well get it done. Uh, I think it work. Uh, I think the birth in and of itself works thematically within the story the graphic nature of the birth
2: it's the graphic nature that i have a pro- massive problem with
4: the graphic nature of the birth i can see why someone who has suffered a miscarriage would or you know uh or losing a baby or a stillbirth whatever or had a hard delivery or or anybody that can empathize or sympathize with that they would look at that and say hey what are we doing here i like i see that I also see the argument of, well, you should have like we, uh, Obi Wan at the at the at, in its first episode had a trigger warning like, hey, this is a thing that is coming up. We didn't know this at the time, but we want to put this warning up here that this could be upsetting for some people.
2: Yeah, like maybe you didn't know is going to air in October, which is literally pregnancy and infant loss. Infant. Well, loss I think October month.
4: is probably more is probably more famously known for breast health and breast cancer awareness then Uh,
2: yes but i'm just exactly because there's two men in charge of this episode i'm saying that i bet a lot of people who are more in a community that deals with birth they also know that because like people share this in social media people talk about it a little bit more so but on the other hand
4: devil's advocate here to your to your argument I can also see why someone would say well if we put if we put a, a a trigger warning at the at the top of this episode about stillbirth or whatever um where do we draw the line because someone's going to get triggered by something in every episode so what are we doing like why why do we where where what's the is that a slippery slope
2: I don't think it's a slippery slope and I think that this was very different than other situations in this show and i yeah. think that they are doing this for shock factor and i'm not saying that she couldn't have had a stillborn baby i mean she's having incestual relations with her uncle like like that's gonna obviously happen. things are gonna happen and pregnancies are gonna go wrong uh do i think that this adds fuel to her mama fire where you know, pretty much losing two kids in a month, Um, you know, yes. Are they adding in hormonal reactions? I didn't see her leaking milk. I didn't see her dealing with any other um lingering effects of just going through a miscarriage. So I don't even think that that's playing into it. Mm-hmm. So they just needed her to lose this pregnancy. That was what they needed. Mm-hmm. They didn't need it to take so long. And yes, they showed her as a champ, a a fighter, going through this birth, not wanting the assistance, the little flashes of the dragon, whatever the heck that meant. But I think that it was too graphic and too long.
4: Well, let's – I honestly – and this is not just because we're married uh, and we have to sleep in the same bed tonight. I honestly agree with you that I felt that it was a tad graphic uh, and it did go on for a bit Uh, longer than it probably should have. And I don't know how that graphic of a scene and that long of a scene serves the narrative.
2: Like one in four pregnancies ends in a loss. And so if you just think like these are your viewers and yes, it's real. So depicting things like that on television, yes, it it is important for people to know like, this is what happens sometimes in pregnancy, Yes, but it was too graphic for, especially having no, that, that extent, extended graphic nature of that loss did not add to the story for me it did not add to my experience or renera's storyline for me just having a stillbirth alone and in this short period Mm -hmm. and having her be at her child's funeral as she is crowned queen that all still could have happened yeah but i think that like to me, as someone who has gone through loss, her reaching down and feeling the blood and knowing it was too early—you knew what was coming—and yeah. that, in and of itself, is a gut punch to you.
4: Yes, that, and I would say, I think you're, oh, I think you're on board with the concept, and half, at least half of the application, uh, being effectual. However, the remaining half the full graphic nature and all that other stuff is probably not, you're saying that it's ineffectual in terms of the narrative itself, other than just spectacle.
2: And because this was so bad and so long, exactly because they wanted it to be a spectacle in my opinion. um, That is why this is so low. I would have given this episode honestly close to a five, if not a five Mm -hmm. had that been handled Tremendously different. I often rate episodes based upon like, would I like to rewatch this? Yeah. How, what was the impact? The impact I left with was, thank God, because I just kept like pushing out the trauma of the stillborn stillbirth. um Was Luke and Luke being eaten? That has been what's been sitting on me, and so I would have been. I still am immensely impacted, and that's why I don't want to talk about it too much more. Yep. But um, what I'm saying is that aside from this, I really enjoyed this episode yep. and that I hope that these people who are in charge do not continue this trope of let's show
1: that birth is the
2: battleground because she's a girl like,
4: well, I mean, I don't mind that. But, but, again, the, appl- the application yes. of it is is different. I think the theme and yeah. the thematic work of yeah. it is actually poignant and, yes. and pertinent.
2: Okay, fine. But right, just, so, like, handle it differently. All right,
4: so let's move on to your great, because Thank that's you. where we still are. What do you okay. got for your great?
2: Uh, my great was that my heart was in my chest the entire interaction between Luke and Aiden. Oh, I yeah. mean, from the moment when Luke lands and he sees... Vagar in the distance, and to be honest, like I don't know Vagar's silhouette, so I didn't know that like that was definitely her. Um, but but you know, now looking back on it, it's dragon. a big dragon, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, as soon as he goes in, and how just like um, messed up Amon is that he's like flipping out on on Luke in front of all these people who he doesn't really know. Uh, the whole dragon chase, I mean, all of that had me in knots, and I'm actually quite thankful for it because. That is what I left with. Yeah. It's like when you eat a bad meal, but then you have like a nice dessert and you no longer mm-hmm. have the yucky meal taste mm-hmm. in your mouth. This is what was still in my mouth. It made such an impact on me. I wanted to cry for Luke. Um, as I rewatched the episode, mind you, I fast forward through the parts that I don't like and that's why it's so low. Um, but all the little moments that she has, that Renair has with Luke and during our rewatches, I can't wait to see this too. My heart just goes out to him and that impacted me. And because of that, it's my great. How about you? What's your G B G? Now yeah, that I'm
4: done, I knew uh, just just building off of what you were saying, Mary. I knew that as soon as as soon as Rhaenyra agreed to let her two sons go, one of them was going to be dead. And then it became ever so clear to me when she's rubbing his hand with her little finger, uh. Uh, and I said, and I even said to you right then and there. As Luke was taking off, I said, this kid ain't making it back. You did. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, he can't. You know. And sure enough, I just wanted you saw flag Vega. Flag. And when Vega showed up, he said, that this kid is Dunzo, D-E-D mm. dead. <laughs> so that's that. All right, my good was the painted table. I thought the painted table was awesome. And again, this is how the show can build off of Game of Thrones but allow for itself to be its own thing. We were already mm. familiar with the painted table because of our experience with Daenerys mm-hmm. at Dragonstone in the later seasons. However, in this in this version of Dragonstone, we see the painted table. We're like, "Oh, cool! That's the thing. Remember the thing? We I remember the thing." Mm-hmm. And then they add to it by lighting it a flame. Oh, I gosh. thought the painted table when it when it glows and all of the Crevices are just burning, fire red.
2: It reminds me of when you teach somebody new something new about their iPhone, and Mm -hmm. they're like, "It can do that? (laughs) How did I not know?" Yes,
4: I felt that way when like you press down the space bar Mm -hmm. on your keyboard; Mm -hmm. it allows you to go throughout the entire paragraph. I didn't, I didn't know that until like a year ago. Yeah, and then when I found that, I said, "How did I live without this?" Or how you
2: don't have to physically tap you just move your finger along those letters and it smartly knows what you're trying to type right oh, but yes that's that's i mean and how did this knowledge get passed? not get passed down right people people have no idea that it's got this super cool aspect to it they're probably like why is this table so dark i can't even read the letters ah <laughs> <laughs> let's paint it white
4: <laughs> so um yeah, the painting. It's like when you paint brick white or yeah. black. You're like, no, 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 no. Please don't do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but not only is it just the painted table being my cool thing, but what that represents, right? It is, I think it's supposed to be mirror, it's supposed to be a mirror, I think, of Daenerys and what that means for the Targaryen family. And more importantly, I, and I, I bring that up because, Rhaenyra herself says, I don't want to reign over a kingdom of ash and bone, which I think is a direct reflection and, and commentary on uh, hashtag spoilers Daenerys and what happens at the end of game of thrones, because that's what she was willing to do in order to sit on top of the throne. And mm-hmm. that, and again, this kind of theme, what, you know, what are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go to gain the iron throne? That is, Plays out throughout this whole episode, and that kind of and 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 Renera's reluctance and the wise words she shares—it's all a mirror, and it all plays in juxtaposition against what Daenerys did. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, we even have that scene where Renera is sitting at the painted table, and Raynus is monologuing to Corlys, saying that girl is the only thing keeping this realm together right yeah. now. Everybody on her in that room, every man in that room is saying, go to war. Yeah. And and it shows uh, the camera creeps in on Renera in slow-mo over the painted table as everybody else is fighting, yeah. as everybody else is arguing. She's the only one sitting down thinking.
2: I loved it. It made me think of like when you're at- Oh, Thanksgiving and things are political all around you. And you're just like, I just want to eat my mashed potatoes in peace. No, you didn't get that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> not, people not... be talking and arguing. Oh,
4: okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. That's
2: what I mean. Yeah, when you're enough. at like a loud family event, you don't even want to be there. Right. You just want to be watching the parade.
4: Yes. Or watching some football.
2: Hey, sure. teach their own.
4: <laughs> all right. My bad. And, and I have to bring this up because I absolutely killed Outlander for this. I killed Outlander for the fact that I thought in the finale that it was a good episode unto itself, mm-hmm. but it did not feel like a finale. Mm-hmm. And I think this episode for House of the Dragon suffers the same thing. Oh, This, to me, actually feels like a penultimate episode. This is the thing that I was looking for, go leading up to the finale,
2: mm-hmm.
4: where it's like it leaves off on this slight cliffhanger. I mean,
2: I think it's a massive cliffhanger. Like you know, there's gonna be war. Yeah, but, but that's I not... want to know how does Allison react? That mom, that
4: just killed Luke. <laughs> uh, so we got a problem, ma. Uh...
2: And I just is why of your new blue eye, could you not see where you were going? <laughs> Do you have depth perception
4: problems? <laughs> I was just trying to get his eye, Mom. <laughs> and this is why, Mary, I bring up to you the notion of this being a paired episode with the last episode. Right? Uh-huh. The 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 Black Queen and the Green Council are these this great tandem that work together very well. Uh, it, it's you you take a timeline of events. And then you play one half and then you play the other half. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I mean, they are, it's not occurring at the same exact time, but it's so close together that it's relevant and pertinent and apropos to play them like almost simultaneously. Yeah. What this feels like to me is a build up to what would be the next episode when both of these things collide and clash
6: hmm.
4: uh and that in and of itself um i think there's an argument to be made here too right because is there should there be another episode did this leave i mean we know what's going to happen we know that the dance of the dragons is going to begin so it's not cliffhangery, though it is a cliffhanger because it ends off it ends us off on a <clears throat> on something that happens and then we're just left to our own devices but my sense is that this is the full buildup and we should be getting something else to come out of it like there should be a final moment between the two families that happens oh. um, it's exciting and it builds up and it is excellent Unto itself, I would, I really enjoyed this episode. Like I, I would give this mid four nines, like nine, five, nine, six. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I was just waiting for the next thing to happen. Okay. Yet we leave off on Renera turning around facing the camera and then we go, we cut to black. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess, I guess the question is, how do you want to finish off theme? Right, so like, I guess if we're if we're maintaining that theme of this episode is what would you do? How far will you go? You know, is it fair to end the season off?
2: I loved and I loved the ending with Renara's crabby face. Right, so I am okay with it because I think that this is an exc. I mean, we do we have to wait a long time to watch the next season, mm-hmm. and I love this. I love this. I think it's perfect because we're all saying, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen with the Greens? What's going to happen with the Blacks? Who's going to make the first move? And that's all we get is a little taste. But you know it's going to be momentous. Yes. And so this whole season has been so small, mm-hmm. you know, and focused on the family. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been big battles. So I appreciate that this season was just that.
4: Yeah. Uh, and what I think this show and and I'm going to kind of counteract what I was just said about, you know, it waiting for the next thing to drop. But I think this show is at its best when it operates not necessarily as a giant fantasy series the way that Rings of Power works, right? That, to me, is fantasy not at, not necessarily at its finest, but it is a clear example of what fantasy is. Mm-hmm. This, to me, House of the Dragon works well when it's specifically focused on the family dynamic yes uh it's it, it almost plays out like a family drama as opposed to a as opposed to a fantasy series oh see what i'm saying i do yeah uh and i like the that is what works for me the most when you know we, we played it at the top of our episode when Damon does his, like, he starts choking out Renera. that, to me, is one of the most exciting parts of this episode. Not because I'm, I'm Banana Land, but I know, because- I
2: feel, I feel like you need a different word, because exciting, to me, often feels like the connotation is good. No, so no, exciting, thrilling. exciting
4: can be bad and good, right? I know. So, but it's, it's, it's exciting in a sense that, the same way, the, 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 scene between Luke and Amond works, that too is exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. And, and that's when you know you have a good scene because when you have a good scene, anything can happen. Literally anything can happen. And you, you don't know. You're just waiting for the thing to unfold. That's when you know the show is in the driver's seat. Mm hmm and the viewer is along for the ride yes. as opposed to the viewer being like yeah okay we're going to do this and and the show the opposite of what i'm saying is when the show reacts and the show does something because that's what the fans want or that's because that's the next logical step in uh, a storytelling you know uh, map mm-hmm. right no absolutely not you want that thing to come out of nowhere and you want that thing to guide the viewer and and, and push the viewer as opposed to the viewer bringing you along and, and pulling it along so it's exciting because of the of the dynamic shared between the two characters um and and, and both examples of it being Amond and uh luke and also renera mm-hmm. and Damon. Mm-hmm. right we we got to the point with renera and Damon where it's like where you feel like Damon's a good guy, and you can kind of trust him, and he's been doing all these good things and then all of a sudden he reminds you, nope <laughs> no, no, we're mm-hmm. not there yet uh so I guess my whole point is as a family drama and if we're looking at if we're looking at Ranera as the main character, the ending of where she be i'm sorry where she begins as opposed to where she ends she begins as a person who is just this. Free spirited young kid who doesn't care about family, doesn't care about the whole thing, uh, would rather ride dragons uh, and doesn't want to be the mom sitting in the castle, you know, pumping out babies all day. Mm -hmm. Where she ends is she is the mom. She has pumped out babies. She lost a child. And not only that, she has to run this kingdom. She has to overcome all of this stuff. And in the middle of all that, we have the pregnancy. And then at the end of it, she loses another child because she ordered that child to go do the thing. Yeah. She ends in a place of, I'm no longer Mm going to be patient. This is going to be the end of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think thematically the end works if that's what you expect it to be. If you expect more out of it, the ending leaves more to be desired. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. My great though. Is, of course, as I said at the top of our episode, Mary, the book ends. Mm -hmm. Viserys himself said, the Targaryens do not control the dragons. It is an illusion. Mm -hmm. And we get a major, major, major slap in the face when we realize, holy crap, it's not just words. Mm -hmm. He's right. Mm -hmm. Both dragons are doing what they want to do, despite their... Rider is telling them to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Luke's dragon does it does the thing that it wants to do. It it, it wants flies to off. fly away. <laughs> it, well, it, it it starts to fly away, but then he does its own. It the dragon yes. does its own thing and, and starts to, to burn. It, yeah, it tries to protect itself and burn Vega mm-hmm. and the whole, which makes sense. Yes, and then Vega gets pissed. It's like no, screw you. Mm-hmm. I'm we're gonna. Uh, we're, it's lunchtime. Yes, and that's the end. Mm-hmm. And both. Um, both humans are trying to prevent both dragons from doing that thing. And there is no control over these dragons. Agreed. Who knows if they're, you know, if they have their own agendas, if they have, and, and this is something that I think is kind of underplayed within the framework of the story. These dragons are going to do what they want, when they want, if they want, how they want, and when they want it. And we're all just kind of, again, we're all there for the ride. Yes. And w- we think that it's going to go one way, and it absolutely does not because these creatures are able to have their own will. Mm-hmm. So it lends a little bit more danger to not just them being war pieces or being the thing that Daenerys comes across at you know, King's Landing mm-hmm. or Aemond climbs up and decides to tease Luke with. No, no. There are things that are going to happen outside of everybody's control. And now they have to, like, what is the effect going to be when Eamon goes home and says, Vagar did the thing. I didn't want to do the thing, but he put him in a position to do the thing, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a whole nother level of danger here that we're going to have to consider outside of the dragons just being a pawn of war, being a vehicle. They're not just a tank, right? Tanks don't just gain sentience (laughs) and and start shooting shooting uh big bullets right Mm -hmm. this is a thing and i and i love the fact that the the show made it a point at the very beginning to tell you this is an illusion we all should have known right then and there that the war may not necessarily be started by the humans but by the dragons themselves
2: very cool we
4: should have known that right then and there all right you ready for the small council feedback sure am.
0: let's do it his grace has many cares he entrusts some small matters to us that we might lighten the load we are the lords of small matters here
4: all right, Mav, we got a lot of voicemails. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to go through them. Uh, because it's the finale and this you know, this is the thing that we do at Mary and Blake Media, we, are, we normally say one voicemail, that's what you get. 90 seconds. However, for finales, we break the rule. We break the rule oh, because, oh. because everybody has a thing to say and everybody deserves to say the thing. So there are some people here that have a couple of voicemails and we're just going to let it
6: ride. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Hi, Mary Blake. This is Jan from Albany, Oregon. Hi, Jan. Long-time listener. First-time caller. All right. About episode 10 of House of the Dragon, I give this five plus 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 flames. I loved it. My good was Amon's blue sapphire eye. I almost wondered if that stone was the same one that Lord John Gray winds up with. It was beautiful. My bad was another torturous birth scene. Mm -hmm. I understand they're trying to present this as women's burden. They're part of battling, but, ah, I don't know. It just was a little much. Very sad. And my best, even though it was a sad outcome, that dragon scene, that air fight, that was just awesome. And I was so glad that we could actually see it this time. That's all for now. Love your show. Sorry this program's ending Mm. for the season. I know. Take care. Thank you, Jan.
4: Uh, Mary, there's a couple of things that Jan brings up that I Mm -hmm. want to talk about. One you it was it's the the, the air battle started off dock because of the rain and the win, the whipping winds and, and everything. But then it moves above the clouds into the light, and I think that was done on purpose. I think that was done so that there could be absolutely no confusion. That Luke is D E D dead. Agreed. And that his dragon absolutely dead
2: yes but big chunks are left to find right
4: but no nevertheless if they had done that in the dock, that would be a thing that would lead the entire fandom to be like wait is he dead is he not dead is what's what's the deal you know and i think that was really important
6: Mm
0: -hmm.
4: for that but at the same time i thought the imagery from the fight scene especially when you see luke's dragon uh, underneath vega
2: yeah,
4: that was so cool. That was a be- uh, i mean, a legitimately beautiful moment uh, in the show, and it reminded me of the scene with Daenerys when she walks out from uh, the Red Keep, and Drogon's wings are are behind her, and it yes, lifts up. That was beautiful. It, re- it, rem- it was reminiscent of that, though different. Uh, and that kind of imagery is excellent stuff because mm-hmm. it tells you everything you need to know in one shot that this is no competition whatsoever. Agreed. Uh, and it gives you size and perspective and, uh, and and of what's to come. Excellent stuff. Truly, truly, truly excellent. All right. Let's get to the next one.
7: Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Brittany from Rhode Island. Hi, Brittany. I'm giving this episode 4.95 blames. A great episode, and not ready for this season to be over. I'm going to try my hand at a GBG. My good was Corliss and Reynas. I just loved their dynamic. He realized how wrong he was for basically abandoning his family for all those years. He needed to step it up. That smirk from Reynas when Corliss gave Rhaenyra their full support was priceless. Mm-hmm. I think her and Matt Smith must get together and practice their wonderful silent acting. (laughs) My bad was the lack of content warning for the birth scene. Mm -hmm. I understand the scene itself was necessary and was a bookend to Emma's horrific birth scene in the premiere. Just felt a warning would have served many of the viewers. My other bad was Damon jumping to the conclusion that Viserys was murdered by the Greens. I'm sorry, did he not remember his face was half gone and (laughs) he was barely functioning when he last saw him? My great Queen Rhaenyra, Emma Darcy, was absolutely Mm -hmm. phenomenal the whole episode from start to finish. Watch out, Green. The Queen of Dragons is coming for you. Can't wait for next season.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you know, that scene where... Damon crowns uh, Renera is spectacular. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he announces her for the first time, also spectacular. And I like that it is, I'm not sure if this was a direct reference, but it certainly echoes what Damon did for his brother by re crowning him with that same exact crown. Yes. Right. Uh, And then kneeling and doing the whole thing. I'm not sure if that's directly, you know, like intentional but it certainly feels like it.
2: Well, and you love it because of course that's his crest as well. You know, yeah, the, that's the three his, headed that's dragons. It. Yeah. So for him to be holding it and looking at it and saying, all right, it's still not mine, Yeah, but <laughs> I'll give it to
4: the right person. I, I love that. He takes that moment, that beat to look at mm-hmm. it and say, and just consider it, you know, you, cause you can tell what's going on in his brain. Yeah. Uh, and that it helps build up to the scene between the two later on when he chokes her again. Do I agree with what the action is? Of course not, but it makes for good television because of all the things that are swirling in Damon's head at that moment. And having said that, you know, Brittany's reaction to Damon and how he just kind of jumped to the conclusion that they killed Viserys. Well, to me, that speaks more to his character that, that that actually shows you that it's a well-written character because you can make that leap and you can say, yes, he would do that. Yes, he would. Absolutely. Maybe because he wants the war, maybe because he's excited by the war, maybe because he's just ready. Maybe he wants to lay the blame. Mm-hmm. Maybe he sees the bad and all of it. All of these things are possible and they're within reason for that particular character. So I'm not saying that, Brittany, you're wrong. I'm saying it's well-written enough to the point where you can make that kind of decision and you can make that kind of conclusion about Damon and still have it be fair to to, to say. So that's that. All right, you ready for the next one? Sure am. All right, let's do it.
5: Hey, guys, it's Afreen.
6: Hey, Afreen. Just
5: finished up the season finale. And, oh, boy, what an episode. Um... I, obviously, my heart just goes out to Rhaenyra, who apparently could not catch a break at any point, Uh l- lost her dad, two kids, and the crown in a day. Uh Yeah, that was tough. But she just had such character and tenacity, and I think you could see that from, like, how she really earned Rhaenys' respect mm. and... Anytime Renes looked at her with like a warm smile, it just melted my heart because I was like, "Oh, it's so lovely." Um, I am obviously really annoyed at Amond, who apparently was taking the piss and didn't want to like kill the but then it all got out of hand, and now we have a war on our hands because obviously Rhaenyra is going to be like, "Well, her son freaking died, hmm. so the dragons are coming for you." Um Damon slightly uh confused by his behaviour of like choking Rhaenyra, but as you guys touched on, anything Damon does is actually believable because his character is so chaotic. Um what else? Basically we've just got a big old war coming, haven't we? Sure um <laughs> it's been a great season. And actually I'm a fan of the time jumps.
4: Oh, Yay. looks like she got cut off there. Uh, yeah, you know, a big old war. A friend. Looks like we got a big old walk. Sure do. A friend. Like I said before, you can come and just narrate my life.
2: Yes. At any yes. time
4: of your choosing, I, I'll pay you whatever amount of money you want to be paid. <laughs> just come narrate me at all times. Um, Mary, she brings up a great point of why do you think Damon chokes Rhaenyra?
2: Because Damon is still unhinged, and. We all have to keep this in mind, you know, because for the most part, he's been like, oh, nice stepdad, Damon, and, you know, hanging out and by her side and crowning her. But there is still some fire in him. And I think that it's important for us to be reminded of this because Mm -hmm. we haven't seen it in a a while. Mm -hmm. And Damon loves to fight.
4: Interesting. Well, it's because he made his bones on fighting, right? Like, he finally became his own thing when he actually took it under, under his own... Uh, he took control of his own life uh, by killing the crab feeder. Right. Mm-hmm. And Oh, by the way, finally the crab feeder and the step stones and everything, it actually shows its relevance completely th- in this episode mm-hmm. when Lord Corliss says, Hey, I, I finally did it with the step stones. We're in full control of it and we can actually prevent uh, the greens from receiving any kind of uh, any, any kind of help and aid from the sea. So like, it all it all ties back to that moment mm. which is really good stuff it's not just a hurdle that we thought it was just for the sake of damon it's a thing that actually plays out later on however my my feeling on this with damon is you're right mary he's got some issues and he actually kind of reminds me and i know you're not going to get this reference mary but for people who are listening uh and watch the show will it reminds me of homelander in the in the show the boys where it's homelander in the boys is like this awful character just an awful dude and but there are things that happen with him where you're like wait i kind of feel bad for him like i kind of understand why he acts the way that he does and it like you're like maybe he isn't as bad as we think that he is And then all of a sudden, he turns around and does this awful thing again. You're like, oh, wait, no.
2: Yeah, I think we just need to be reminded of it because here we are. We're going into battle, which is something that Damon loves. And um, now his stepson was just murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, He thinks his brother was murdered. So I think we need to be reminded that there is a beast in Damon as well. Sure and what i think is really cool with damon is that as much as we saw the children uh you know luke and amond not be able to control their dragons damon's dragon almost reads his mind
4: oh yeah with without even prompt like he yeah. just shows up he's like I'm going to give you a choice.
2: Yes. And it's just, and I feel the same way almost with Renera and her dragon when, when Otto comes over. And I think the amount of time that these adults have been able to spend with their dragons and bond with them, the more in sync they truly are. Sure. So it is interesting to, it's going to be interesting to see how the adult dragon riders are in battle versus their younger counterparts. Mm. Um, but also keeping in mind that Damon is, uh, devilish you know a bit and yeah. he, he is um, capable of doing things that we can't believe yep. um, no matter who you are and so as he goes into battle I think we're going to see more of that side come through so I think they needed to show us some nicer aspects of Damon so mm-hmm. that we kind of root for him but I think he's going to do some nasty things
4: and also let's consider like too- I
2: wouldn't put it past him to kill a child after what just happened to Luke
4: oh I don't think I'd put it past him either
2: And so, you know, we've seen him like smush his wife's brain and do all these other terrible things. But like, I'm, I'm just saying like he's, we got it. We have to know that that's within him.
4: Yes. Uh, And maybe it takes certain things to bring it out of him. And I think in this particular case, it's his insecurity about his brother that brings it out of him. In that, Renera says the thing about the prophecy and, yes. and as soon as she brings up the prophecy, he gets jealous. He he, I th- I think he gets jealous, mm-hmm. and I think he doesn't even know how to react. Uh, and of course, there like there's also this other. Then
2: why didn't he say fine? Tell me, like why? Why did she not tell him? Well,
4: because what he says to her is, "My brother has my brother thought himself a dreamer, yes. and and you could tell that he was angry about that." like he w- my brother would do anything he he wanted to do to make sure that his rule and his reign were you know validated and and worked well for him so he would come up with all these things to make it sound like he was the person that was in charge mm-hmm. and you can tell that aspect of Viserys's rule really upset Damon because no matter what Damon did it could never compete with Viserys and what he considered himself to be. Mm -hmm. And people just followed along with it. And it's like, (laughs) it's like when somebody, it's like when Will Ferrell in uh, Zoolander says, am I the only one taking crazy pills? Like that's what I feel like Damon is thinking. And then now his wife is the ruler. And yet here she is doing the same exact freaking thing that his brother did not being decisive necessarily about going to war, trying to pacify everybody and quoting this prophecy. He is just much more practical than what Viserys was. And I think that's what angers him. Again, I don't necessarily agree, but the jealousy of it all, like when she says he didn't tell you like, Oh my God. I thought that I was a. I, I thought that I was a, a reasonable uh, next in line person. Obviously, until Renara shows up, like I was going to be the thing, and my brother took me seriously and did think that I was going to be the next in line and I, that I could do the job. And then when she quotes that, or when she quotes rather, or cites this prophecy, and he doesn't know about it, that takes everything that he thought about his brother. And everything he thought his brother thought about him and just, just blows it all up. Yeah. So I could see how that would happen. Alright, you ready for the next one?
6: Sure am. Hi, this is Queen Bee Angela. Hello, Angela. Comments on uh House of Dragon F ten. I'm giving this 4.8 flames. Here are some general thoughts. First, the last shot made me say out loud, they have woke the dragon. Don't <laughs> screw with the mama bear dragon. She's going to unleash hell in season two. Yep. Although I have to commend her on her reserve to consider all options and originally trying to put kingdom first. Second, Damon choking out Rhaenyra was very upsetting. I thought she was his true love. Is this just a power grab then? He doesn't care about her? Not sure what we're supposed to think of that. Mm-hmm. Third, Lord Baratheon... Damn, that seed really is strong. Talk about some super (laughs) sperm. Can't deny Robert being descended from that guy. And he has that Baratheon bluster too. Yep. Fourth, another wretched birth scene. Come on. Three in a 10-up season. And why would she not let people help her? And what were the flashes of the dragon eyes? Was that her symbolically calling on her inner dragon? Or was it a supernatural thing? Fifth, I was a bit surprised. Otto Hightower, King with Terms, thought he wanted to kill them all. Uh, Was it a peace offering with a knife held behind his back? I don't know. And lastly, oh, I see I'm almost out of time. I'm going to go to a second message.
4: All right. Well, Angela does have a second message, but I do want to clarify something. The way that I interpreted the birth, uh, why she didn't want anybody to help her, is because she has a specific recollection of what her mother went through and when people helped her they ended up cutting the baby out of her and her mother ended up dying Mm. so like it's like no no i'm gonna do this myself and i'm gonna make this come out so that because i not only do i want to live i was just given the thing that i wanted my entire life and that i was meant to have here it is and now i am about to die apparently Mm -hmm. because of all this like no no shot man so like no i i think that's the deal my other thought about the 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 flashing dragon was the baby was not a fully formed baby like it wasn't like it wasn't like it seemed like it didn't it, it wasn't it almost reminded me of when uh da- daenerys gave birth and they were like oh what came out of you was not human born or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing felt that way to me with this baby. And and that to me, the dragon is representative of a, of a dragon within her that's trying to come out that isn't human. That isn't, it's a monster in and of itself. That is how it felt. And that's, I liked the flashes of the dragon because she's so tied to dragon imagery and, sh- and her family is so tied to dragon iconography that would make sense for those flashes to happen. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's her dragon that we see the flashes of. You know, it's a grown dragon. It's not a baby dragon. Because at first I thought like, oh, maybe this is meant to be like the, you know, the soul, the essence of this baby mm-hmm. dying and screaming. But then the more I looked at it, I was like, that's that's a grown dragon. That's, um, what's her dragon's name? Sirax, I want to say. um. That is her dragon. It's that kind of golden-colored dragon yeah, that yeah. she flies later in the episode. And as I said, we see kind of the psychic connection between the adults with their dragon. So sure. I actually took it as c who Damon had said you know, earlier, uh, she had just laid three eggs and mm-hmm. stuff. So I kind of took it as like, she's a mother too, mm-hmm. and she is mourning in pain with Rhaenyra as well.
4: Yeah, and is she giving... Is, is there enough of a connection there where Syrax is helping Rhaenyra get through?
2: That's who she has. She doesn't have other people. Because I agree with you. I think she was afraid. Like, if I let people help me, they might do a C-section, they might. C-section. I'm going to end up dying. Yeah. So I need to do this on my own because I need to trust myself. But the other person who is here with me in my head is my dragon. Yep.
4: All right. Uh, let's get to the next part for Angela.
6: Hi, this is Queen De Angela with Part 2. Sorry, Mary and Blake, but this is my one and only time of sending in a message, so <laughs> forgive me. Um, for lastly, my the Dance of Dragons. As soon as Rhaenyra was sending her sons as messengers, I was screaming at the TV. Because Rainey said to her that the greens are coming for Rhaenyra and her children. So why are you sending these kids out alone? Not great, Bob. A baby monk who I adored in the last kingdom is now one nasty one eyed piece of crap. I just <laughs> want to rip that smirk right off his face. Talk about night and day roles. And holy crap, Vagar was huge compared to little wee Arix. Yet little Arix showed a lot of courage spitting dragon fire in the face of Vagar. But wee Arix, just like the song says, you don't tug on Superman's cape. And a very pissed off Vagar crunches Arix in half. But first, we get this very serene moment with Luke above the clouds. I really like that juxtaposition. Curious that for the first time, you see Eamon looking very regretful and worried. P.S. The Painted Table was bad, freaking ass. (laughs) Mary Blake, thanks again for another great podcasting show. Really looking forward to season two. Bye.
4: Thanks, Angela. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Very nice. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, man, I, I I loved all of the imagery from uh, from the whole Aemon thing, and and I loved his intensity in that scene when he was just—he's like, "No, you're gonna give me your eye, mm-hmm. like, take it out. Here we go. I, I, like, oh, good stuff. Give it to my mother. All mm-hmm. right. Oh, let's get the next one."
0: Hi, Miren Blake. It's Glow from Athelwyn, your cousin um, plus from plus Boston of House of the Dragon. My good was Sir Eric bringing her father's crown to Rhaenyra's on Dragonstone. Mm -hmm. My bad is Daemon. He really pissed me off this episode. He wanted to fight more than support his wife. But I have to admit, he did have the best lines and read Otto properly. He choked his wife. I wanted to reach into my TV and stab that twig of a man. And I'm not a violent person. But coming from an abusive household where my father did that to my mom, it really triggered me. I'm sure it triggered others. I'm sure there'll be a lot of pushback from fans to the show writers, showrunners and writers. And (laughs) my my great was the VFX team again. Even in that rain, we could see the fight in the air between the two dragons and the cool way the war table illuminated when they lit the candles. And I love Reynas, but she had no tact at all when she told Rhaenyra her father was dead. I've heard of women giving birth themselves, actually pulling the baby out of themselves. But this was so so sad. That baby girl Visenya, was too premature. Poor thing. Amund is truly a sadistic young man. Goes to show what hardly any parenting and much less love and support will do to a child. All of Allison's kids never stood a chance.
4: Oh, we got we got one more. We're gonna get to it. Hold on.
0: Hi, guys. It's me again. Um, just a little bit, the ending kind of turned into a horror story instead of a thriller. The dragons weren't listening to Eamon and Luke because a dragon is not a slave. Yep. Love See it. See you next time.
4: Love it. Great stuff. Good call back to Game of Thrones. Uh, Mary, the I think the show is certainly uh, intent uh, on... Referencing its own mythos, but it's also referencing and calling back to itself at the beginning of the season. I mean, we have that same meetup once again uh, between Otto and and Damon on the bridge. Uh, instead, this time of Otto being there in protection of uh, Viserys and and uh, Rhaenyra, he is there in protection of Alicent. And what a boss move! for renera to land on the other Just like side she did
2: last time
4: land on the other side
2: remember because Otto went right and renera didn't listen and she came up and flew and right. she solved the problem and right damon tossed the egg at her
4: yep but instead of again st- stepping in front of Otto, she walks through the complement of takes people his pin and then she takes his pin like so, again, it's just referencing itself and, and bringing the 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 story full circle just in a different perspective. The same thing happens, too, in this scene where Otto is handed the page that was ripped out of the book that both Alicent and Renero were studying when they were children. And that page is there as a reminder that they were both once friends and there's no need to have any blood shed spilled there's there's nothing here do you think honestly that renera was tempted by this and do you see Otto's point like do you kind of do you agree or disagree with the terms that he set and that there's no need for bloodshed let's all just move on with our lives
2: yes but i I don't want to use the word tempted um i think a good word you know, we've, we've seen Renera be a patient ruler just within these past two days. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Rainis acknowledges that of her. She's patient and she's weighing all options. And I, as I said, I, I don't want to use the word tempted because that makes it sound like you're salivating over something. But on the flip side, she's not brash Mm -hmm. like Damon is. Sure. To cast judgment and to make a decision. Um, and she knows. She knows. She could say, "Give me twenty four hours."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Question for you though: What was the page that Otto handed her from Alice? And I know it was the book that they that she ripped out. Yeah, but like, what was the significance of that picture?
4: Uh, no, it it was just the page of the histories that they were reading together as children.
2: Yeah, like what? And
4: I don't I don't remember specifically what the page said but it was like Rene ripped it out, yes. and, you know, the, the whole thing. So like, I think that was, I don't think that the content of the page itself or the picture itself was necessarily, I
2: wish that there was content to it then, because how well, the I'm, I'm is sure she that gonna there was remember that one picture from a book that she ripped out when she was 14. Well, I mean, if it,
4: if it was that big a deal,
2: I like, don't think um, it was that big of a deal. She ripped in, she gave it to her. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know, like, is this, like you said, we, we just need to rewatch that episode. Like, is it something about a mother?
4: Yeah, I don't remember you know, what the, what the um, specific content was. So
2: that would be interesting.
4: Now, what I find interesting, Marvin, about a co- actually a couple things interesting. First, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on both. First, Rhaenys never actually bows; well, She never kneels in front of Rhaenyra. She, sti- right. she still stands. I need your take on that.
2: Like when, hold, hold when on. she's crowned?
4: Yeah, hold on. yeah, like when she's crowned and Rhaenys just still stands. I need your take on that. Second I need your take on is the fact that Renira ends up sending both of her sons with no bodyguard with no knight no nothing and like I understand it would be kind of hard to like send a knight along to tag along but you're sending your kids alone into the world in what, in, in what I imagine is a relatively hostile environment, given the fact that Rhaenys just said, hey, the greens are coming for you. I need your take on that as well. So let's first start with Rhaenys and not, not kneeling and then do the kids.
2: I'm cool with her not kneeling. Because at first, so like when she first comes into the magical stone table room, she doesn't kneel. That's fine. You're her aunt. Yeah. It's totally cool. Um and then when Ranera is crowned, a couple people didn't kneel and they were in the back and they were soldiers. Like the close up soldiers kneeled. Yeah. But in the back where Ranera was, they didn't kneel. And I thought, you know, if is not the only person not kneeling, I'm okay with it. First off, maybe her legs are sore. Sure. Fair enough. Second off, she's in all that armor. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's difficult to kneel. Third off, she's going to do what she's going to do. Yep. And is anyone going to stop her? No. She is the matriarch right now of this family. Mm -hmm. She's probably got arthritis in her knees.
4: (laughs) If she kneels down, she ain't getting back up again. (laughs)
2: Let's be real. (laughs) Give her a break. Yeah. Do do I care? No. Does Renera seem to care? No. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. I I agree. I just I wanted to get your take on that.
2: I see it as this is also my crown. Like Renara is getting this for us women. Yes, and she's my young niece, mm-hmm. and I know a heck of a lot more than her. Um, it, I think it's more when she watches how Renara holds herself as queen that that's when she believes. Okay, she is a queen. Yeah, this is a this is a
4: thing. Like mm-hmm. this is okay. Yep, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh,
2: And then I, I, I
4: need your take on Rhaenyra sending her children out into the world on their dragons with no escorts. And I guess my ultimate question, Mary, is, is that just lazy writing? No. How come?
2: I mean, I feel like when you show up with a dragon, you don't need an escort generally. Fair and probably that's how it's been for Renera and for Damon and everybody else when they've traveled before. Plus, she was going to people who she thought of as allies, mm-hmm. not jerks. Paratheon.
4: Sure, <laughs> Jerk. that's a little bit of uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll say that. Yeah, hashtag spoilers. Um, so yeah, I I just think I think there's a lot happening in this episode and having it all come together the way that it did and then allowing the the allowing the story to go where it goes and have it be personalized and ending on a scene wh- that is wordless and Damon telling Rhaenyra about her son's death after essentially losing her crown, losing her father, losing a baby uh, now losing a son, mm-hmm. uh, all of these things are all culminating in this one moment, yeah, and it's completely wordless, no dialogue whatsoever and it's and it's shot in almost a a, a silhouette style, which is which I love, and then the turnaround of uh and, the, and then the turnaround of a uh, couple of things one did you like it, and two is everything okay, do you think, between Damon and Rhaenyra?
2: I think everything's okay. Yeah. I do.
4: Why do you say that?
2: Um I mean, he put the crown on her head. And he yes, he did that whole throat strangulation thing and he's crazy, but now that she's in on it, in on war. Mhm. Oh my gosh. This is this is his his happy moment. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, when before she was trying to be timid, now she's not. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to be down for him to do his crazy stuff.
4: Yeah, l- and luckily he's gone down into the caves, or at least into the dragon pit, mm-hmm. and gotten Vermithor, who was uh, K- King jeharis's dragon, which to me sounds like a really big deal.
2: Hold on. So in the dragon pit, when he's singing, yes. he's not singing to his own dragon?
4: No, this is- He's uh,
2: not singing to the egg-laying dragon?
4: By all by all accounts, this this is King jeharis's dragon and they're and it seems like they're trying to add one more dragon to their stable of dragons and I mean, by why the not? way and by the way let's do a, a quick dragon count here okay. the, the greens have three adult dragons aemond has vegar okay we know that Aegon has sunfire and helena has dreamfire
2: neither of which we've really met we just saw them flying away
4: we've seen vegar and we've seen sunfire and dreamfire yeah, yeah okay uh the blacks have Renera's uh, Syrax, yep. Damon's Caraxes, uh-huh. and Rainey's um Melee's. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the 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 boys, they have uh Verimax, who is who belongs Jace. to Jace.
2: Okay,
4: and uh R. I. P. Arix, R.
2: Wants, R. I. P.
4: <laughs> who who once belonged to Luke, and Taraxes, who belongs to Joffrey. Bela sits on Moondancer, and who we haven't met. Uh we have not met Moondancer yet. Damon actually ends up saying that Sea Smoke is still on Driftmark. And, and then Seasmoke we have Sea
2: Smoke is Corliss's or Sea Smoke is Laenor's? That
4: was Lanors. Okay. And then Silverwing and Vermithor are on the Dragon Mount, um which not is claimed. in not claimed, which is in Dragon's uh
2: Dragonstone. Oh, so they're neighbors.
4: Uh, yes, so they have all of those dragons, and more to that point, they're going to have some more dragons brewing in the in the dragon mount, with which was just, you know, they were just Yeah, born.
2: but those are going to be baby dragons. What are you going to do, wear them as a slipper? <laughs>
4: wear them as a
2: slipper. We know how small they are, because of Game of Thrones.
4: So, going it, it, true. Gonna, you're
2: gonna, it's a cat.
4: It's, it's not even a cat at first, no. really.
2: And they can maybe burp a smoke flame, like- <laughs> no, but
4: they will it, get bigger eventually. Yes,
2: but if we take, for example, Aric's size versus Vegar's size, we oh, yeah, you know big that difference. Luke is fourteen. Yes, so he was raised with that dragon. The egg hatched. He mm-hmm. was a baby. You're welcome. So we we can assume that Aric's in the show was around fourteen years old.
4: Mm-hmm. That's fair.
2: I do not care if you have baby eggs. You you might as well bring cats to this battle. <laughs> might as well bring chicken eggs for Damon to be like. And we've got this. Who cares, Damon? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. You're bringing a water gun to a real battle.
4: <laughs> that not even a water gun. You, you're, you're a bringing, water balloon. You're, you're bringing you're bringing slippers to a water
6: exactly to a battle. <laughs> Damon, and then uh. we have all these
2: eggs. Yup. How long do you think this is going to take?
4: Oh man. That is so funny.
2: Multiple seasons worth, Mary. Maybe we will see these baby eggs turn into something.
4: So uh, and if people
2: just keep having incest and having more blonde people. We won't even know. We won't <laughs> even know. We'll just say okay.
4: So one of our listeners, Gloria, actually gave us the uh, translation of the song that Damon sings to Vermithor in the in the cave. By the way, love Vermithor,
2: who is Renaris's granddad and Damon's dad.
4: Correct. Correct. Uh and it and the uh the or is it? Tr- his granddad. Well, Jaharis, right? So Jaharis
2: Jaehaerys- Was Jaharis Viserys' dad? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. okay.
4: So Jaharis, I'm sorry, Jaharis. dragon is Vermithor. And and Damon sings in Valyrian to Vermithor to like, you know, bring him, you know, Vermathor
2: hasn't been ridden
4: in a long time.
2: In like two decades.
4: The song that he sings is Fire Breather, Winged Leader, but Two Heads to a third sing from my voice. The fires have been spoken and the price has been paid. Ooh. With blood magic, with words of flame, wit clear eyes to bind the, the three. To you I sing as one we gather, and with three heads we shall fly as we were destined beautifully and freely.
2: So who are the three heads? Is he <sighs> picturing the adult ones? His, Rhaenerys is. Because they've already got Melis.
4: Yes, well, the the three heads the three heads is the targaryen, the, the targaryen crest right and by the way if if you heard it if you heard it they have already uh, the high towers changed the targaryen crest to go from black to green i don't care well i that's a big deal that's like hey we got this american flag but it's it's not red white and blue anymore it's it's pink purple and yellow
2: i haven't seen it
4: well, they, they had made mention of it that oh. it, it was coming to, like, the, the ship bearing that sigil, the green with the three heads, it, it has it on its sails, and it's coming up to, to Dragonstone. Okay. And that's how they knew that Otto Hightower was on its way. Mm-hmm. So it's just an interesting thing. Like, uh, it's, it's odd how quickly none, something like that can change.
2: Do non Targaryens and... Um, Valorians, is that their name? No,
4: Valerian. Valerian. Yep, I got gotcha. you.
2: Can any other house ride dragons?
4: I don't know. I mean, I, my assumption—like now that Sir is Eric no. is there,
2: or Eric—it's Eric. We okay, we got Eric clarification. One. Eric one. Okay, Eric one. Now that Sir Eric is hanging out, can he get a dragon? I mean. He'd be pretty cool on a dragon. I w- I w- it wouldn't suck. I wouldn't send another 14-year-old on a dragon.
4: <laughs> oh, by the way, Mary, we missed something. Your dad. Yeah. We, d- we didn't do your dad segment.
2: That's why I was motioning to you phone.
4: Uh, no, I know. But I'm just saying, just for the listener's benefit here, oh we have missed goodness. the segment.
2: I just thought that you've been wanting to talk forever. And that's why I'm like, hello, my dad's call. <laughs> All right, let's get my to My dad, your- <laughs> who is sick right now.
4: Oh, wicked sick.
2: You can't tell on the... Maybe you can tell on you know, the... I don't we're know. We're find out.
4: We we haven't even like, listened to it He yet.
2: was like, Mary, don't feel good. I was like, you know what to do. <laughs> Swabby, do your swab. job. <laughs> Swabby swab. So, Dad, if you're listening to this, we're thinking of you. We'll light a candle for you and Eric's. What? Wait,
4: what? Wait, why are we lighting candles? I
2: don't know. Don't people do that Like when they're like, I'm thinking about you. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't even have real candles. I have Maxwell's, wax melts. Wax melts. Whatever, we're thinking of you. <laughs> people are sending their prayers from around the world. They're having their dragons flying circles for you, Dad. This is what happens. Candles. I don't know. I feel like that's what people do. Uh, my dad's into that stuff. Sure. I bet he. Ha- I bet he lights candles. Dad, do you like candles? When Everybody you're lights about something? candles. No, but I feel like my dad. My dad, who like goes and hangs out at Abby's. Okay, fair. He, he pretty much, last time he went to an Abbey, he pretty much gave me like an Airbnb review. These people, they got the best stuff. Great food. I bet they like candles there. So I'm just saying, Dad, we're thinking of you.
4: All right. Let's get to what has become, seriously, a legitimate favorite segment across all of Mary and Blake Media. For all of our listeners that listen to this, episode, to this show, this has become, I think, one of our most popular segments. It might just be behind... Uh, a different perspective in how and and the Potterverse and maybe which
2: I cannot wait to start oh, back up
4: and maybe in or out on this is us 2. in out on this is us 2 was was so much fun I loved in
3: out that
6: was awesome
3: that was all right here we go hi this is Mary's dad uh, talking about the final season episode of House of Dragons. My gosh, poor...
4: By the way, did you hear the person coughing in the background? That's my
2: stepmom. <laughs> just, just. Poor thing. She so far is negative. My dad, he's got a little bit of... A little
4: bit of a hoarseness to this him. This is
2: probably before he started to really feel sick.
3: Yeah. Okay, here we go. Sorry, we'll get back to it. Poor Princess Renera doesn't get a break, losing two children in one episode. I couldn't figure out, once she heard the news about what the Greens had done usurping her throne... And she immediately went into having uh, a miscarriage. I couldn't figure out why she wouldn't let the ladies uh, help her. Um, That really confused me. But she is one tough cookie. And it was something that she seemed to be following her father's footsteps and trying to keep the peace. She said, I don't want to rule over a pile of ashes. She was trying to see if there was some way to avoid war. I was very surprised that she let her sons go off to be emissaries uh, to try to recruit the other houses. And uh, who doesn't hate that kid Amon after uh, he and Varga uh, were playing with Luke and his dragon, but accidentally, I believe it was accidentally, killed him. I had no idea the dragons were of such different sizes. So that was pretty amazing. But the best part I thought was the final shot where, uh, the princess turned around from the fireplace and was like, Okay, I'm ready for war now. That really uh was impressive the way she was able to communicate.
4: Oh, it looks like he got cut off oh, here. Did he do and
2: a second one?
4: No, he did not do a second one. Dad, if it ever cuts you
2: off again, you just call back.
4: Just call you you get as many calls as you want. That's that's how we'll break the rules, just for that segment. Yeah. But uh <sighs> Mary, uh
2: but well, we already touched upon his question about why Renara didn't let people help her.
4: Correct, correct. And we also in my did opinion. we did touch upon dragon size. So I think we're we're in good shape here. Um to be honest, I there there isn't much more I think to delve into uh because I, I've I think exhausted my notes. Although I mean it would be fair to go over the plot mechanics, and, and this is why I say the the show really had an opportunity to get real boring real quick. But it afforded us certain information downloads that I think were interesting enough to keep us going through all of the politicking. You know, for example, we talk about exposition dumps. And when somebody says... You know, oh, oh, Mary, uh, X, Y, and Z. And you say, yes, I know X, Y, and Z. Of course, I know. And then th- then they continue Hopefully to expand on X, it Y, as and Z. As that. But what I'm saying is they're just repeating, saying and repeating information. You're
2: yelling, Blake. I don't know why you're so loud.
4: I, I, I don't know.
2: I don't know either, man. You're just very passionate.
4: I am very passionate about exposition, exposition dumps. Yeah. Very, very passionate. Just
2: calm down a little. I, right. I, I'm not that excited about it. I'm right now going to say, I know. I know.
4: I know that you're excited about it, Blake. Yes, I know.
2: <laughs> Prince, he's yelling at me. He's like two feet away looking at my face.
4: So, But there, there's, a lot of the times what happens is characters will say something that each of them already know for the sake of the viewer, to catch you up in information that the writers just simply don't know how else to give you the information download. There are ways around this, whether it is the, the good old Jurassic Park doctor, I mean, the Dino DNA, Mr. DNA. Love it. Or you can literally have someone show up to something and say, teach me. Tell mm. me what I don't know.
2: What did I miss?
4: And that's, I miss? Exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what... That's exactly what... Rhaenyra does with Daemon when she says, what is the status of things? Love it. And Daemon goes into this whole explanation, so he is explaining it to Rhaenyra, but also at the same time, giving us, the viewer, the lay of the land. And from that information, we can glean the fact that they have more dragons. Dragonstone can be defended with a small amount or a small complement of men they have about 300 men in total, but the problem that they have is they need to go. If they need, if they want to stop the greens, they have to go to King's landing and they need to form a plan in that plan. They have to contact other houses to make sure that their alliances are through and through that. They, that the oaths that they have taken are still valid. and, the families that they are speaking about are the Masseys, the Stauntons, and the Bar Emmons. Also, the Tullys, who were great friends of Aesiris, and uh, the and her mother uh, wasn't was from the uh, was an Aaron. Also, they need the Baratheons, and they need the Starks. So, first off, Baratheons can't read. Yeah, that's a cool bit of information that we get out of that out of that scene as well. That
2: guy got mad and embarrassed quick.
4: So, um, so we have, and then we have the errands, the errands of the veil and we have the Tullies, like I said. So it's just, this is a way that the show I think can start to open up its, its, um, large and expansive world to us because we all are all familiar with the game of Thrones world. We know all the families, we know all of the the different uh, houses, we know all the different religions, we know all the different practices, yet at the same time, House of the Dragon has, pray, has stayed pretty on point and pretty localized to just the Targaryens and the Valerians.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Do you think that this is going to be a benefit for House of the Dragon to open up its gates here and allow... More of the world building into its...
2: Do we have to deal with more people? I just figured these people out. Half of them look the same.
4: That's true. That's true. Um, So do you think it's going to be a bad thing that it opens up? Or do you think the show is just going to continue on with its narrowed scope?
2: I don't know. I'd say narrow scope. Yeah. There might be a family hero there. But really, it's the House of Dragon. So... We want to hang out with dragon people.
4: Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I had seen, Mary, some fan fiction, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, or at least fan casting, because there is mention of uh, a Stark and that Jace is going to see the Stark family. And there has been some fan casting that Alexander Draymond is going to play Craig and Stark.
2: Oh, my God, please. How,
4: and Alexander Draymond, for those of you who are not uh, of the initiated, he plays Uhtred, son of Uhtred in uh, the main character in The Last Kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: How I would love this casting, especially since we already have Eamond as played by uh, Ewan Mitchell, who played uh, Osferth or Baby Monk in The Last Kingdom They could as well.
2: basically just be like, oh, you have British accents. <laughs> right. You don't have a job right now cuz your shows done. Yeah. And your movie's done? Cool.
4: How uh, how great would that be? I love it. I like it it would probably be almost inappropriate how much I would love that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Mary. Do You have anything else that you would like to talk about uh for this episode? And anything else? That you think would be pertinent to the viewing experience for this episode.
2: I just think it's really important to know that of these dragons, very few of them have seen war. You know, like, mm. Vegar has seen war. Mm-hmm. Damon's dragon has been at war because sure. he was doing all that. But I don't think Renera's has. And I don't know if anybody else's dragons have been at war.
4: Yeah, I don't think so. So, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Yeah. Again, because as we had talked about in the earlier part of our episode.
2: Now, if Renera is smart, she and Jace are going to watch How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> because they're going to learn the way to kill the big dragon is to actually spit a ball of fire in their mouth. In
1: the
4: mouth.
2: And then it explodes in their mouth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you also need someone to hit hit the eye with, yes. with an axe.
2: Distract it and hit its eye. That's its weak spot. <laughs> that is Vagar's weak spot. <laughs>
4: we all need a snot lout in our life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, where are the books that tell you how to defeat a dragon? Where's the maester with that information? Yeah. I'll tell you where. Dragonstone.
4: Oh, absolutely. So at least Renera have that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the it's people be who there.
2: need, a washing machine. (laughs) We will, we will give you fresh clothes. They're pretty much Dobby, the house elf. We will give you a sock. (laughs) If you tell us how to kill dragons, you're a wizard. And will they have problems with that? Will they, is like their religion, essentially dragons. And Mm. will this be something that they are actually against?
4: Mm, Interesting. All right. So Mary, I think we're both pretty clear on who we're rooting for and who is the bad guy. Well, maybe not. Who's the
2: bad guy?
4: Who is the bad guy here? That you? That you? That you just?
2: I don't have any bad guys for Team Black. I tell you that. Interesting. I'm I'm on their team right now. Is... You just killed Luke. I am done. I am done with Eamon. I have a question, and that is: Should we be
4: rooting for either side of the family? Sure. Should we? Be, should we be? Should we actually be rooting for Team Black, or so should far. we actually be rooting for Team Green? Like. And not to say like one I'm or the
0: other. I'm rooting
2: for Rannera. I am. I'm still. I'm still team Ranera. Yeah. Now, am I bending a knee? Yeah, I'm going to take Rhinus's stance on this. Have mm-hmm. some really cool hair, and you know, just go on a vacation. She's right. like, whatever. I don't want to hang out with my husband. He's going to be in a boat. He's my husband who just came back from war and mm-hmm. said, You've, "You're right. I left for too long. Now wants to go back to war."
4: Well, no, he doesn't want to. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. What's he, he going to do? Is he, he said, s- "Well, we're out of this." We're out. We're done. No, he said,
2: you, you've you got our fleet princess, our queen. Right,
4: because Rhaenys says yeah. to him, no, we have to do this.
2: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that she was just upset because he was at war all this time. And he's like, all right, I'm going to be retired. I'm going to hang out. Yeah. We're going to get a cat, maybe start needlepoint. <laughs> and then she's like, well, actually, I now want to go to war. Right. And they don't even go to war together. She's going to be flying in the skies and he's going to be in the seas.
4: Yeah, man. That's his job. How do they- and that's her
2: job. You know what that means? She is excited to be away from him again. She Some got alone used to, time. Yeah, she got used to having the bed by herself, not having sure. to share the covers. Yep. you know, she's like, "Oh, what the heck?" I mean, I'm glad he's back, but he snores. Yeah, you know, and now he's got this bum leg, so we have to get the the bed that has the lift thing in the bottom <laughs> to support his leg. <laughs> to heck with that. It's oh, going to be honey. an extra grand honey, why, why just why for that just, bed. Why don't you go back on the boat? Why don't you <laughs> protect the seas? You know what? You're,
4: you're most comfortable on yeah, the boat.
2: Yeah, and I'll, I'll protect you from the
4: sky. I think you're your best version of you on the boat.
2: Yeah, and she actually has like this little Airbnb cottage on a cliffside <laughs> where someone makes her fresh omelets every morning. She is pumped. This <laughs> is what she's been waiting for. She doesn't uh, have to be a driftmark anymore. Done with that.
4: She doesn't have to put the toilet paper on the no, thing anymore. She no. can just leave it right on the floor yep. if she wants.
2: She could do whatever she wants. Yeah. It's just her and her dragon. Yep. She's done. <laughs> You're welcome, Blake.
4: Oh man. Oh. All right. So, Mary, uh, season one of House of the Dragon. W- what's your overall score for season one? of house of the dragon and one out of five where are you putting it
2: meaning what
4: i mean like where like where one out of five what's what's your flame rating for the entire season
2: um a 4.5 4.6
4: interesting interesting am um,
2: i think they just overused women with difficult childbirth and stuff like that, that I think could have been done differently.
4: Yeah. For me, I would say the overall rating is I'd probably give it the same rating. Mary, I'd probably give it a four, six, five. Um, and it's not to say, it's not to say that it was bad or that it was great or it's just mediocre. I think like I said, on the rings of power, this was one giant prologue Mm -hmm. to what the real meat of the show is coming. Like, like, this is, this is the giant setup for everything that happens after this. And everything that happens after this is what we're really here for, right? Because from here on out, it is straight up war constantly uh, until they figure it out, right? Until the war ends. And at which point, you'd probably imagine the show is over. So... i enjoyed it i think it, it it needed to find its footing at the beginning of the season i think it did find its footing and i feel like we did turn a corner in terms of watching it and enjoying it um but just as a whole i'd have to give it about a four six five yeah it was good i enjoyed it agreed wasn't the best thing i've ever seen in my life
2: no
4: but i can see how it could turn out to be that way.
2: Agreed.
4: Uh, all right. Anything else that you want to talk about?
2: I will not be the best thing of my life, but yes. Well,
4: no, but like you could see how that, <laughs> you could see how it could be. like. You know,
2: I'm laughing because I listened to smidge, just a smidge to the official House of the Dragon podcast. Oh, okay. And they, don't say a single bad thing ever because they're like sponsored by yeah. HBO. And, you know, they're like, oh, the pacing and this and that and this and that. And yes, we are all fans of the show. We've watched this entire season. But I enjoy that we are not sponsored by a conglomerate and where we can share our feelings about this stuff because I found it shocking that they didn't talk, to talk about the excessive time with the childbirth scene. Yeah. Um, you know, but they can't cause that's who's paying the bills.
4: Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, listen, there, there is a space for yeah. all kinds of podcasts, right? And there, there is a space to listen to the official podcast because they are more than likely going to have the most behind the scenes information, mm-hmm. uh, coming straight from the sources themselves, yes. which makes sense. However, you're right, Mary. It's, it's like a giant ball washing contest. Oh, my
2: gosh. Can you not use that phrase? What? So gross. Uh, it's I, I don't... Like, where does I'm it not- even come from? Do people wash other people's balls? Like, I'm not going to wash your legs, not going to wash your butt, not going to wash <laughs> your... Your penis. I'm just the ball scrubber. That's what that's my job.
4: I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I just is it like
2: athletic balls? Because the way you say it makes it sound like it's someone's private parts. It's just really weird, gross. No, all right,
4: right, fine. I'll change. I'll change the phrase. It's just looking through it through rose colored glasses, no matter what. Oh my god, so much better. No matter what, you're gonna see the best because that's what they want it to be. HBO wants it to be that way because you're right. they're, They're. They're keeping the lights on, right? And this is their thing. And there's a space for that. Because if somebody wants to just love House of the Dragon and just, you know, uh, shout from the mountaintops of how great it is at all times, awesome. Go do that, man. Like, that's cool on you. However, I also think that there is space and room for podcasts that are also 100% negative at, at at the same time. And then there's stuff in the middle, which I think we and probably most of the independent podcasts probably are, where it's we're going to tell you the good stuff.
2: We not, may not make the big money, but we're at <laughs> least honest.
4: <laughs> but we're going to give you an honest opinion. <laughs> and I think what we're trying to do, too, at the same time is educate to the best of our ability about writing and about lighting and directing and why certain choices are made and why we think they are an interpretation of story and how the, how that, how those interpretations affect production and, and vice versa. And like, there's a whole litany of things that I think we go into that some other podcasts may not. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I, I personally, I don't listen to the official podcast because I don't want to just be told everything's great. It's like, everything is awesome.
6: Everything is awesome. Yeah, I don't
4: want that. I want to hear a a good old-fashioned unbiased objective analysis. So that's just me. All right. Anything else, Mary? Do you have a you have a hot take for us for season two?
2: No, I don't. You know. I mean, I think that Damon my hot take is I think Damon's gonna do something really bad to a kid. I think he is unhinged, and we are supposed to understand that. But now Daenerys, uh, now Renera is going to be kind of okay with him being crazy.
4: All right, hot take for you. Ready?
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Damon dies next season.
6: Oh, huh. that would be a, a pity.
4: That would be a pity. It would be a pity for the show,
6: mm-hmm.
4: um, just because Matt Smith is freaking electric. Agreed.
2: <laughs> boogie boogie boogie.
4: <laughs> that guy is fire pure you fire what just, at all. what
2: Do you not know what i just did yeah the the the, it, okay.
4: the, the electric slide okay, I, I know trust me oh okay i i just i did it didn't that joke didn't hit me the way that i think you thought
2: it would no you obviously <laughs> didn't get up <laughs> no and do the full clap i
4: hated the electric slide it's the worst all of those overplayed wedding songs i'm out I want nothing to do with them.
2: Yep, you probably also didn't go to like eighth grade dances and stuff. No, I did. I absolutely did. You probably were just like the mosh pitter person. Nope,
4: absolutely. Actually, I was the opposite. Did I was the one sit that and eat was actually- the brownies. Uh, I was the one that was actually out there having a good time and enjoying it with my friends.
2: To the electric slide?
4: No, absolutely not.
2: See, false. What, I, what kind of school did you go to? I
4: went okay. to. I went you're to not, a public middle you're school. Not
2: that young of a millennial that you guys didn't have the electric slide at every single no, school dance?
4: No. I, I told you, I hate it because I always thought it was stupid. Just the same way the Macarena was stupid. And and doing the chicken dance was stupid. It's just, it's just ridiculous. What are we all doing here?
2: Dancing, Blake. Attempting to dance. <laughs> and it's all this... It, you, you know what? I'm going to send you to dragon flapping dance lessons. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> At least it'd be different. Or the hop dance, Okay. <laughs> You think that we're fools. Here are these preteens and teenagers doing the same dang thing. Chicken dance. The, the equivalent of the chicken dance was the dragon flap your wings at a wedding dance. Oh, okay? I don't know about that. And then,
1: well,
2: yeah, the, the, the electric slide. It's the hop. The hop dance that you do at dinner.
4: <laughs> then we have that stupid, to the left, to the right, the Cha Cha Slide. Uh, that, slide. Was,
2: that was not our younger. No, I know, but, but, see, but this then that's where song... like our age
4: discretion comes up. What, what do you mean the discretion? You're
2: like, well, I don't know. I just feel like you, Marvin, you're, you're like six months younger, older than I am. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, Blake. I'm ten. Ten. Whatevs? Ten months. Sure. And two days. Sure. Whatevs. It has made me so much wiser. Stats are for nerds. Nope. Ten months. I have a Maybe. very different taste in music than you do. I have. That's not different... true. What was your favorite cereal growing up?
4: Frosted flakes. Okay.
2: What does Tony the Tiger say?
4: They're great. Okay.
2: Maybe I'll let you pass.
4: Yeah, okay. Thanks.
2: All right, let's wrap this up. People are done. (laughs) They don't know if we're gonna have a YouTube video Uh, about dragon dancing. Do I have a hot take? No. You think Damon's gonna die? Great. I think he's gonna go crazy and live for a long time. You all know the craziest people live forever. You all
4: know that you're here for their frosted flakes talk.
2: Captain Crunch sucks. Chews up your mouth. Uh, no, I don't know Captain how you can Crunch eat that good. without like hurting your jaw. You're hurting your roof of your mouth. First of all, it's Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Get your name right.
4: Is good. No. Nope. But for the first few bites, after that you get that film. After that you don't feel pain. Yeah. <laughs> because your all whole you mouth just, is bleeding. You just you just taste blood from then on.
2: <laughs> I do not want any more blood of childbirth in this show. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I highly doubt the important people on this show will listen to us. <laughs> right? I doubt it. They're not going to be like, this is us.
4: No. They're no. not
2: going to be like the leftovers. No.
4: Because we, we have actual physical proof that this those guy, people really what's listen name? to Ryan? us. his name, Ryan? Ryan Condal.
2: He does not care.
4: Not one ounce about what we got to say.
2: But I called him out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what was the cereal with the frog? Oh, Blake! Oh, I got—I got—I got to look this up now. Hold on, Fro- <laughs> frogs. <cereal. laughs> oh my gosh, you're so weird.
2: We got like the pretend versions of Honey it at BJs. Smacks. Wow, yeah. Did
4: okay. you were you were you a Honey Smacks Blake, girl?
2: We got pretend food. I was poor. Okay, <laughs> we wouldn't get the name brand stuff. We got the big bag that had like you are poor. Like it wouldn't have been a frog. It would have been a chameleon <laughs> or a toad with a wart on it. But it would have been a big bag. <laughs> No.
4: You weren't poor. You were poe. Oh, my god! You were so poor you couldn't afford the OR. No,
2: I could afford the OR. <laughs> okay? We were thrifty. You don't need... Apple smacks, jacks, whatever. Okay, A-
4: let's apple jacks is that's like, that's we an underrated. Are so cereal.
2: over this. Okay, cereal actually isn't healthy for breakfast. I never said it was. I know. So let's stop bringing about this falsity. <laughs> oh, what falsity? I never S- said. Th- People are like subliminally thinking, like, what cereal do I want to have tomorrow? Do I even have cereal? Should I instacart it?
4: If you're gonna instacart any cereal, it's Alexa, gotta be Cocoa Pebbles.
2: Add Cocoa Pebbles to my order. <laughs> Blake's dying because he needs to do that tonight Because our kid ate all of his They ate all my Cocoa Pebbles When I've told you, it should only be cereal Saturdays Okay, we're trying (laughs) to No, we were doing
4: cinnamon roll Saturdays Well, you stopped that Well, what are we doing?
2: I don't know, Blake
4: What are we doing? Not my job (laughs) Not my chance My my job is
2: healthy breakfast I always include eggs, fruit, and then we can do carb (laughs) You know when (laughs) Including with with multivitamins When I
4: make breakfast, it's like pancakes, cinnamon rolls waffles.
2: Covered in frosting.
4: Covered in frosting or With a or side syrup. of
2: maple syrup. Oh, yeah.
4: Absolutely. When Mary makes it, it's like,
2: grapes. No, it's <laughs> you're not here. just grapes.
4: No, but I'm saying, like, you do a, I do a, a very like heavily a, protein A normal breakfast. person.
2: No, it's not normal.
4: No, but it's you healthy. do, like, a healthy yeah. version of, and I'm just like, sure. There you go. Have fun. Here's some extra bacon while you're at it. You're not
2: my problem. You're going to school.
4: <laughs> Take a hike. Oh All right. Time to, time to close it out. Oh, my gosh. Wait, hold on. No.
6: Oh, my God. What? I'm
4: t- wait, did you ever eat the Halloween uh, that's, cereal? That's gross. Like the Franken-, the Franken... Is it Frankenberries?
2: I don't know. They sell it at Target. Count Chocula. I only bought it once, like, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not quality. Count Chocula was not good.
0: None of, none of
2: it's good. None of it's good for you. Gross.
4: <laughs> <laughs> do we try lucky charms with just
2: the marshmallows I'm going to bed
4: oh man the serial talk on this on this episode is fantastic alright everybody thank you so much we're going to close this bad boy out Marvin are you ready to close it out?
2: I've been re- ready for 10 minutes let's, yes let's do it
4: even get on cereal that's my question
2: <laughs> i'm just i don't even want to say the word anymore i'm over it blake
4: <laughs> now we've hit the point wherever you, whenever you say the it's word too much to it loses its meaning i
2: was trying to understand your pop culture references in life did, based upon how it correlated to mine because we went first through the electric Yo, so
4: you're the one who brought up cereal not me
2: yes okay good and I, re- I will regret it till i die <laughs> <laughs> till I die.
4: Well, everybody, one thing you won't regret regret till you die is going to join the nerdclan.com and becoming a member there because you How did want they to find
2: hear The dragons remain so quickly.
4: I don't think that they did. I think what happened was Luke didn't come back. Yeah. But they saw him. Who saw him? The Baratheans saw him take off. Yeah. And they put two and two together because they knew that Amon was there and Amon took found off at the like same exact time of
2: a dragon wing.
4: Well, I'm sure that I'm sure that it pops up eventually. Why
2: are you yelling again?
4: <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I I'm just
4: excitable are today. Are we even
2: recording? I don't even see it anymore. No, we're recording. Okay.
4: I'm pretty sure we are. Yeah, we are. Okay. We're good.
2: Oh, stop yelling.
4: <laughs> I'm excitable today. Oh my God. Oh man. I'm sure that they found something. I'm sure that like something popped up somewhere. Like they found the black box floating around. <laughs>
2: So sad.
1: Oh, oh, man. I'm done. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody. This is
2: a season, friends, and I cannot wait for season two. Stay in touch with us, please. Head on over to MinuteWithMary.com or find me if you have any beauty needs or if you need to do some holiday shopping. Yes. For a loved one who does enjoy. Uh, Skincare or mascara, I can hook you up.
4: Mm -hmm. And of course, as I was saying before, go to jointhenerdclan.com if you are a fan of Mary and I and we do bring some light and enjoyment in our heavy duty serial talk. Maybe
2: maybe Blake will yell at you.
4: (laughs) Uh, And especially if you are a fan of The Crown, you do not want to miss out on Keep Calm and Crown On, which can only be found at jointhenerdclan.com and that will start back up in November. But in the meantime, ladies and gents... We're going to be doing the Potterverse, which is Mary and I's deep dive into Harry Potter. It will, we will be returning back to the Goblet of Fire, chapter 30, as a matter of fact. So I'm very excited about that. If you are a fan of Harry Potter, please do check out the Potterverse. It's uh, it's, it's just a really good time. And you get to hear one of our other favorite Mary and Blake segments, which is the different perspective. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's, it's, it's just an amazing... From Mary for every episode.
2: Thanks, Blake.
4: You're welcome, Mary. I
2: love
4: you. Ah, I love you too.
2: <laughs> How about you go uh, to the sea? No, go uh, take the disguise. Hey, whoa, whoa!
4: <laughs> Time out here. I'll go have my freshly
2: made omelets. Time out. You don't, have to, away sh- from you don't have to shave your
4: legs or nothing. You can just do I mean, whatever you do want. You do
2: need to at a certain point because when it gets too long, and you're wearing pants or a sure. suit of armor. Does it? it does, does it get it starts caught? Hurt. I don't know if it gets caught, and in- I don't wear armor. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well if you put pants on, and I don't know if you put pants. I love you. <laughs> Friends, my name's Mary.
7: <laughs> my,
2: my, yeah, his name's Blake. Dracaris. <laughs> Is that how a Rhode Islander says Harris. it? <laughs> <Drake> Harris. <laughs> Done. Dracaris. <laughs> oh
4: my god. Hey Vega. <laughs> Vega. Dra Dra Dracaris. <laughs> hey why are you while you're over there? What a light, my ciggy for me.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should totally, in the um, interim, like voice over some of these scenes with like thick Boston accents. <laughs> hey, Renera. what, Damon? Renera, I want to go to bois, Damon. Got,
4: yeah, but Renera, I got these eggs. It's wicked doc down there. It's wicked doc. It's wicked doc. But I had this fire, this fire torch.
2: Oh. <laughs> Wasn't VMAX. Wasn't Vega. Some other dragon. That my dad's dragon. It's wicked old. It was Vermithor. Verma. whatever. <laughs> I'm going to rename him Killer. <laughs> You're
4: going to take me to the Packy. Yeah. We're going to get some beers. Love it. We'll get them wine coolers that you like. Go watch the socks.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you know what? The Pats game. I'm going to cheer for the Pats.
4: That Bailey Zappy, he's wicked good. Oh, my God. He's he's totally taken over for Mac Jones. We,
2: sh- we should nickname him. Sand Smoke. Sand <laughs> Smoke. It's, it's good because
4: it's different than Sea Smoke.
2: Yeah, because it's
4: football. It, we, we like to call that wordplay.
2: That's yeah. why I said sand, because it's the ground.
4: But they don't play football on sand. I
2: don't really care. I'm so tired. I don't know why I go down any of these routes with you.
4: We should be calling them grass smoke, but that means something else.
2: Dracaris. Dracaris. Push stop. (laughs) If you've heard it this far and you want us to make one of these, please let us know.
4: Bye, everybody. Thank you.